Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. We're on call 24-7. It never stops. We're trained to recognize threats and respond accordingly, and we're very good at it. Tonight, CBS News in the Red Sea. We're the first journalists to join the strike group deployed there since the crisis began. You don't normally allow the media in here. It's not normally a space that we allow any media. Tonight, we'll give you a glimpse of what these sailors are doing to take down Houthi missiles and drones. A special edition of the CBS Evening News starts now. Good evening, I'm Nora O'Donnell, live from the U.S. Naval Base here in Bahrain, home of the Navy's Fifth Fleet. So much has happened since we arrived here in the Middle East on Sunday. Each day we have learned of new attacks from Iranian-backed militias. American soldiers have died, and American warships and aircraft are under fire. The number of attacks from Houthi militants are increasing, and some of their weapons are getting closer. A senior defense official here in Bahrain just moments ago telling us exclusively that about 10 minutes ago, the F-18 Super Hornets bombed 10 unmanned drones in western Yemen that we're preparing to launch. That is how dynamic this situation is. Also, just hours ago, there was another attack. The USS Kearney shooting down a ballistic missile and several drones that were heading their way. And we're also learning new details about that attack on a U.S. destroyer last night. That was the USS Gravely. And the Houthi missile came within a mile of the battleship. That is significant. Why? Because it forced sailors to use their final line of defense. Bottom line, despite the Biden administration's efforts to calm tensions, things are escalating. We are the first journalists to make the long trip to the Red Sea, embedding with the U.S. Navy, who describes this situation as increasingly dynamic and unprecedented. We just got back after getting a close-hand look. 
These sailors and Marines are just one part of the U.S. military presence in the Middle East. In Yemen today, a Houthi anti-aircraft missile targeted American patrol aircraft. The missile, which was in firing position, was destroyed by the U.S. military, according to the Pentagon. Folks that need to show restraint are these groups that Iran backs. Groups like the one that killed three Americans earlier this week. President Biden has approved a series of strikes against targets, including Iranian personnel and facilities inside Iraq and Syria. We have obligations in the region, including those to our troops and our facilities. And now those attacks have taken the lives of three of them. Uh, we will have to do, we will do what we need to do to make sure that, um, that uh, those responsible are held properly accountable. The U.S. has positioned one of its most lethal and effective assets in the Red Sea. We went to sea for ourselves, taking a C-2 Greyhound, also known as a COD, to the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower aircraft carrier. U.S. troops deployed in the region are now in what's called a weapons engagement zone, meaning the U.S. service members are in the range of enemy fire. The night we arrived on board the carrier, the destroyer, the USS Gravely, intercepted another Houthi missile. We're on call 24-7. It never stops. Rear Admiral Mark Miguez is the commander of Carrier Strike Group 2, which includes the Eisenhower and the Gravely. What's the first thing the president asks when there's a crisis? Where are the Carrier Strike Groups? Uh, and there's a reason for that. You've seen some of it uh, in full display over the last eight hours. The Carrier Strike Group is leading the U.S.-led coalition's defense with a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier Destroyers, 75 aircraft, and some 7,000 sailors strong. I know that our sailors are trained. I know that they're going to react and respond uh, as they've been trained to do. Uh, and it was relevant last night, just like it's going to be relevant any time uh, we, get, uh, we get shot at. Captain Christopher Hill, right. call sign Chowda, is in charge of the Ike. It's kind of a testament to the capability of our missile systems and our guns and the capability of our sailors to operate that equipment. We were there during night flight operations. F-18s launched with military precision. The choreography perfected so fighter jets can go from zero to 125 miles per hour in just two seconds. Captain Hill was observing from the ship's bridge. Today we asked him about the attack on American right. service members in Jordan that killed three soldiers. The president has said that he has made a decision about how to respond. Does this carrier strike group stand ready? We have been ready for quite some time. No matter no what the order? No matter what the order. Do you think you'll end up being involved? We are presently involved. We flew by helicopter to see the ships heavily involved in deterring the Houthis and defending American warships, the destroyers. We're on a Navy MH-60 helicopter right over the Red Sea, and we are heading to the USS Mason. That destroyer is the tip of the spear. Once on board the Mason, we went inside the highly secretive Combat Information Center, CIC. It is the ship's nerve center, where split-second decisions are made when Mason's radars pick up an inbound threat. Simply put, at any time, in any given place, inside the Red Sea, I could be shot. The ship's captain, Justin Smith, says Mason has been on high alert for incoming Houthi missiles and drones since it arrived in the region 88 days ago. We have about 10 to 15 seconds to be able to make that determination if we're going to engage that target. That's not enough time to make a phone call. You just have to make the decision. Oh, yeah, let's make the decisions. How long can you carry that on, that heightened level of posture? You know, it's, this, is demanding, this is demanding work, but 
our sailors have the tools, they have the resources, and we have the flexibility and logistics to be able to maintain this uh, for a long period of time. Commander Melanie Ollie callsign Brucey is the only female squadron leader on the Ike. We've seen a lot of different threats that I don't think we were expecting to see on this deployment. Uh, but, you know, when you realize that there's merchant shipping at risk, there's innocent people at risk, uh, you step up. We want to help. Just a look at what we saw today. And as tensions rise on the Red Sea, another flashpoint for a wider conflict is on land. Israel's northern border with Lebanon. That's where Iranian-backed Hezbollah has been launching nearly daily attacks on Israeli targets. CBS' Deborah Pata traveled to a border town which has been evacuated due to the terrorist group's attacks. Israel is not at war with Lebanon But every day, explosions echo along this border. Israeli troops trading fire with Hezbollah fighters. Every minute they can shoot you. Every minute they can shoot me, shoot you, shoot everybody. Yoni Yakubi is one of the last remaining residents in the farming village of Margaliot. 450 people once lived here. Now they are just 15. The community was evacuated on government orders. Yakubi is a farmer. He has chickens and fruit orchards, but he's also part of a security team that stayed behind to protect the village just a few hundred yards from the Lebanese border. We can't stay here long. We're directly in the line of fire of Hezbollah lookout points. They could fire at any time. And they do. This village was hit just Monday. The Iranian-backed Hezbollah has amassed an arsenal of weapons and now Israel's defense minister has deployed more troops along that border in preparation, he says, for what comes next. Are you worried that this could open up a new front in the war? Not that I worry. I know that we have a problem with the Hezbollah. It's uh, Now we don't know when. You're saying it's only a matter of time when something more serious could happen? Yes, yes. And tonight, Nora, a lot of the focus is also on the terms of a hostage deal, which are coming into view on offer a 45-day ceasefire in exchange for a staggered release of the more than 130 hostages. That is significant, Deborah Pata. Thank you. Big news on Capitol Hill today. CEOs of the largest social media companies faced a bipartisan grilling during a Senate hearing on protecting children online. And one of the most dramatic moments came when Meta's Mark Zuckerberg was pressured to face parents in attendance and apologize. CBS's Jolene Kent was there. Why should parents trust Meta anymore? Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, along with the heads of Snap, TikTok, X and Discord on Capitol Hill today for a grilling from lawmakers. I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. The Senate Judiciary hearing room was packed with families, many of whom held photos of their children who have died by suicide due to online sexual exploitation. Senators focused much of their fire on Zuckerberg, who was forced to apologize directly to victims' families. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? He was testifying for the eighth time. Instagram also displayed the following warning screen. 
to individuals who were searching for child abuse materials. And then you gave users two choices. Get resources or see results anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? Snap CEO Evan Spiegel also aggressively questioned. Did you or ever, and everyone else at Snap really fail to see that the platform was the perfect tool for sexual predators? Senator, that behavior is disgusting and reprehensible. I'm very happy with the senator's questions. They were very pointed, um, but I was not happy with the responses. For Tammy Rodriguez, whose 11-year-old daughter died by suicide after severe social media addiction, Zuckerberg's apology was not enough. When he stood up to apologize, he looked right in my eyes, and there's no feeling or emotion. Also in the room, Shauna Pouch. She's raising her 11-year-old granddaughter, who she says was sexually exploited on Snapchat. I'm very frustrated with listening to these CEOs. How many more children do we need to lose in order for this to change? The next step is for lawmakers to pass legislation. Senators Durbin and Graham tell me that they want to reform the law that prevents users from being able to sue these tech companies. Senator Graham vows to me today that he will bring that to the Senate floor for a vote by this fall. Nora. Really chilling to hear from those parents. Jolene Kent, thank you so much. Elsewhere on Capitol Hill, FBI Director Christopher Wray sounded the alarm on Chinese hackers targeting critical parts of the nation's infrastructure, including the power grid and transportation system. Wray calls it the defining threat of our generation. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities if and when China decides the time has come to strike. Ray also revealed the takedown of a major Chinese-backed hacking group, Volt Typhoon, which was targeting the U.S. through vulnerable home and office Internet routers. Turning now to the weather and another atmospheric river bearing down on the West Coast with heavy rains and high winds. For details, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Uh, Things are getting very active on the West Coast, and some of that activity is going to be heading east. But it starts in the west, a big area of low pressure moving onshore into Canada and the U.S., a lot of that moisture. Going to see a lot of snow in the mountains, feet of snow, but possibly flooding rainfall is expected across especially some of the mountains in California. Landslides possible. Some of that energy heading to the east, increasing the chance for some thunderstorms by the end of the week. Some of those thunderstorms do have at least the potential, the possibility for being severe. And then this, uh, more rain. A part of your weekend is going to be wet for areas in the south, whether it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Really just depends on where you live. Some areas could see two to three inches. Can't rule out the possibility of seeing some flash flooding in some of these areas. So be safe this weekend. And remember, for more in-depth coverage, watch the Weather Channel on cable and now live on your favorite TV streaming device. Chris Warren, thank you. Now to the landmark court case of a Michigan mother on trial for the killings carried out by her teenage son. Jennifer Crumbly is charged with involuntary manslaughter for allegedly allowing her son access to the gun he used to kill four students at his high school. CBS's Elaine Cajano says prosecutors showed the jury how Crumbly and her husband were captured after several days in hiding. I'm your 
Prosecutors played police body cam video as authorities closed in on Jennifer Crumbly and her husband James in Detroit. It was four days after their son Ethan had shot and killed four students at Oxford High School. Prosecutors also showed text messages found on the shooter's phone, including one from Jennifer Crumbly saying, Ethan, don't do it. She isn't charged with being immoral. On Wednesday, Crumbly allowed new information to be disclosed, her affair with a witness who took the stand. I was worried um, he was going to do something dumb. Who was worried? Uh, Jennifer. Crumbly's defense attorney showed jurors messages between the two in the wake of the shooting. At one point, Crumbly saying, quote, I'll never be okay. I lost my son and he's a murderer and I'll forever have to live with the guilt of that. Criminal defense attorney Joe Tamburino says this trial could have wider legal implications. Because it could usher into a new era where prosecutors are scrutinizing the behavior of parents, how they parented, what information they received about their children. Crumbly has pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors could wrap up their case this week. It's not clear if Crumbly herself will take the stand. Her husband's trial is set to begin in March. Nora? Elaine Cajano, thank you. In tonight's Money Watch, we take a look at the high cost of rent across America and why millions can't afford to get a place of their own. That's next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. The Federal Reserve today left its key interest rate unchanged for the fourth straight meeting. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said it's unlikely the central bank will begin cutting rates at its next meeting in March. That sent stocks tumbling, including the Nasdaq, which fell more than 2 percent. While inflation has cooled over the past year, prices are still too high for many Americans. In tonight's Money Watch, CBS's Nancy Chen takes a look at the skyrocketing cost of rent. Matt Wheeler was looking forward to finally getting a place of his own when he started searching for an apartment in Providence, Rhode Island. What was your reaction? Disappointment. I sort of felt like I was working to a point when living by myself was going to be financially within reach and then to sort of find that it was going to continue to be a budget stretch. Even with a position at prestigious Brown University, the 33-year-old ended up settling for a studio apartment. To be in my 30s, working a professional job and have the ability to afford a one-bedroom apartment doesn't feel like I'm begging for, like, largesse here. And yet it also feels so unattainable. 
while rent has been easing for the past few months nationwide, prices are still up roughly 24 percent since before the pandemic, in part because of inflation. Driven by remote work, Providence has seen one of the highest rent increases in the country. Here, you'd need a salary of nearly $83,000 to afford a two-bedroom apartment. Has it ever been this bad? Not that I can remember. State Representative Cherie Cruz calls it a crisis. I'm used to seeing it with people working class poor, but now we're watching it go into middle class and even upper middle class. Wheeler, meantime, has readjusted his sights. If I hit that home milestone closer to 40 when, you know, I thought I'd be hitting it closer to 30, it's still a win. Moving in and moving goals. Nancy Chen, CBS News, Providence, Rhode Island. Alec Baldwin enters a plea in the deadly shooting on his movie set. That's next. Alec Baldwin pleaded not guilty today to involuntarily involuntary manslaughter in connection with the deadly shooting on the set of his movie Rust in 2021. Baldwin, who was due in court tomorrow, waived his right to an arraignment. The actor says a prop gun accidentally went off in his hand, killing the movie's cinematographer. The women and men of the U.S. Navy, America's finest. That's next. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. We wanted to end tonight with a note about what we've been reporting on as the first journalist to make it to the Red Sea at this time. And make no mistake, this is a new kind of naval warfare. Commanders we spoke with said the Navy hasn't operated in a weapons engagement zone under fire like this since World War II. To see the work of Navy sailors on a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier is nothing short of awe-inspiring. Young aviators launching fighter jets, pilots flying us on MH-60 helos, but spending their days in search and rescue. This is the new, finest generation. These men and women are the very best of America, serving their country selflessly and with honor. They put themselves in harm's way, and they leave their loved ones for months at a time in the defense of freedom. 
And so when Admiral Miguez said he wishes that every American could come see an aircraft carrier because it's like the eighth wonder of the world, it struck us like a lightning bolt that we could bring the aircraft carrier to you. Thank you for joining us. We will have much more reporting from the Red Sea. For now, good night from Bahrain, home of the U.S. Navy's Fifth Fleet. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 